Welcome to the Empowered Author Podcast. Discussion, tips, insights, and advice from those who've been there, done that. Helping you write, publish, and market your nonfiction book. Being an author is something that you've got to take seriously. I'm proud. I've written a book. What does the reader need first? What does the reader need second? What happens if you start writing your book before you identify your why? What's the problem with that? If you're an indie author, you take the risk, you reap the rewards, you are in charge of the decisions, you're the head of that business. Every emotion you're feeling when you're writing is felt by every other writer. The Empowered Author Podcast. Your podcast hosts are Bonnie and John Wagner Stafford of Ingenium Books. So we have something a little bit different today. Uh, many authors are used to the experience of sitting by themselves in front of the keyboard, just them and their words. It's a very individual and solitary process. But sometimes situations arise where you actually work with someone else and you write together. There are lots of co-authored books out there, don't get me wrong, but it requires a bit of a different process. And that is what we're going to talk about today. We are talking about co-writing. We have with us Marie Beswick Arthur and Trisha Jacobson, who have co-written the book called Nova, The Courage to Rise. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. So I'm going to start with you, Trisha, since this was your, uh, uh, I was going to say baby, that's really the wrong term. That's not what I meant. But this is, this, this started out in your head. Nova, the courage to rise was something that, um, you had a burning desire to create. Take me back to those beginnings and, um, and tell us what it was you were driven to do. Sure, of course. Um, well, it started um, when I launched my nonprofit, the Beauty and Everything Foundation. Um, at the Beauty and Everything Foundation, we're committed to offering the resources and tools that girls need to thrive. And it was through the development and the growth of the nonprofit that I had that burning desire to uh, reach more girls. And I wanted to make a greater impact in their lives. And so um, I actually felt a great conviction to write a book. Felt completely inadequate. Um, obviously could not have even re considered going this route without the help of Bonnie. And then later down the road, uh, Marie. I don't honestly know what I would have done without either of you. But um, so initially started out. The book writing process um, focused on writing a nonprofit, or I'm sorry, a nonfiction, um, just kind of laying out the life lessons that I, I passionately wanted girls to um, read and, and um, grasp and, um, you know, just introduce into their own personal lives. And um, it's just a passion of mine that I've had forever, being a girl mom. It, intensi it intensified that passion. Um, so, you know, went through writing the initial manuscript with a lot of Bonnie's help and direction. And um, it was, you know, a process I wasn't prepared for, or I, I guess it, it was a wonderful process. It just at times took me by surprise. Um, obviously battling that 
idea that, you know, who am I to write a book? Um, this was a topic I was passionate about, and I wanted girls to genuinely live a life where they not just survive but thrive. And it was trying to understand how to get that across to them. And um, obviously, it was towards the end of the first manuscript. Um, you know, all along through through the writing process, I kept feeling a tug of, this isn't what teen girls want to read. They want to read um, fictional and, and that, you know, it should involve characters. And so, um, you know, as you remember, Bonnie, you and I kind of Vividly. threw around the idea. Yes. Threw around the <laughs> idea of introducing some characters into this. Um, this nonfiction book and how can we weave these characters in while also maintaining the nonfiction element of the book. And it became apparent to both of us that we had to do a full shift, a pivot from nonfiction to fiction. And it was, um, it was interesting to see how it evolved, but, you know, part of um, making an impact, I feel like you have to, be ready to pivot at times, you know, and so we made that pivot. Um, Obviously, um, writing a nonfiction was a little daunting in itself, but to consider this idea of a fictional book and and I'm not good at dialogue and how are we going to, you know, pull this one off and and then in comes Marie. Bonnie yeah. um, made this beautiful introduction um, with Marie, and I just felt like truly um, everything laid out the way it was supposed to, and this book is exactly what it was meant to be, and I obviously couldn't have done it without either of you. So, and we're going to talk more about what the book is in a moment. I promise we will. And, um, yeah, it was a very... I would say intense at times, but interesting journey that you and I walked together to get to the point where it's like, oh, I have just the woman. Marie, tell us a little bit about your background, not just as a writer, but as a writer, too. But but so we've got we're talking about in case it wasn't clear enough from listening to Trisha, which I'm sure it was. But this is a book intended to help um underprivileged, at-risk teen girls uh, to give them the tools and the belief that they could change things for themselves. Really, that's what it was about. Okay, so Marie, then we, then tell us your background. Um, yeah, like, well, first of all, everything Trisha said is, is um, thank you. It's amazing. But I was going to say that no idea is uh, no book is formed unless there's passion, which Tricia has, intention. And I believe the power of her intention and her passion and her values just basically, you know, you were like a guide and it knocked on my door and all the things that I have done in my life um, just were perfectly set up to to serve Trisha because, and to serve ultimately the girls that are going to be helped by this book. So it's it's the intention and the passion uh, that that started all of this, and and that exactly. that's all down to Trisha. Um, my own background, uh, strangely enough, I just started writing and reading when I was four. Uh, I just happened to, to sort of know how to do it. Uh, and um, 
And I had a career in uh, social work. So, and I've worked um, hand in hand with lots of volunteer agencies as well within what we used to call the child welfare or the family services department. Um, was a, a mom myself, um, uh, a mom of a, um, a native or uh, Aboriginal indigenous person, uh, son, and then two biological children. And again, lots of volunteers with teen moms. And so I felt when you brought that opportunity to me that I could bring some of the things that I'd experienced um, to the book. And when I read the manuscript uh, in nonfiction, uh, I just couldn't help but thinking of Coelho and how, you know, in his allegorical novel, The Alchemist, he was able to show people a journey, take people on a journey and show them versus tell them what to do. So that's, yeah, that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. So it was really this incredible synergistic confluence of, oh, everything. It just kind of went click, 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 click. It fell into place. So um, really quickly, um, Nova, The Courage to Rise, and uh, the, the, the background to the choosing of the title, we have to go back to the choosing of the character names that, Trisha, you had come up with these two character names. Um, when we were still trying to merge these character stories a little bit into that nonfiction book. It's kind of funny when I think about it now, but uh, it made perfect sense at the time. Um, But you came up with Stella and Aurora. So we have the two girls, Stella and Aurora. And, of course, both names have kind of star qualities. And so that's kind of what led us to the book title of Nova, which, you know, so it's all this universal stuff. And and then we have uh, the premise of the story. So, Trisha, tell us a little bit about what's happening with Stella and Aurora in Nova. And then we're going to get to the co-writing part of it. But I just want listeners to have a sense of what kind of story this is. So do you want did you do you want me to go into kind of how the names were chosen and then a little bit or just whatever you like whatever okay. drives you whatever whatever yeah. yeah so um there is a song by Alicia Cara that talks about how as you know we're we're stars and we're beautiful and everyone is so unique and um and we all serve a great purpose right and so I wanted to pull in this theme, the star theme, um, into the book, which brought to me the names Stella and Aurora. Um, I just felt like those names fit perfect into this this theme of of stars and and trying to um, help girls understand that they too are stars and they too are beautiful and they too serve this greater purpose. And we want to help them find what that purpose is in their life. And um, so that's how the names came about. Um, Aurora is this down-to-earth girl, 17 years old. Stella, she's very quirky and also 17 years old. And um, they just go through this journey. And, it, and it, you know, the storyline is um, how they go out on this uh, camping adventure. Um, and, it, and it takes them on a quest. And through this quest, um, they learn to discover self-love and self-worth and 
um, along the way, they they learn different life lessons um, through the mother tree. And um, there's this beautiful spoon that Marie introduced into the story as well, um, which is just so cute. In fact, I've had a few people since who have read the book, they told me, oh, my goodness, I actually used to look into a spoon as a child and look at my reflection. And, you know, so these elements just, um, I just think it, it makes the story so fun. Um, and as some have said, quirky, which is also fun, especially for teen readers. And, um, but I just, I just love how through this whole journey, it ties in these life lessons that, um, we had set out to, I had set out to, um, you know, provide for these girls. But instead of, as Marie said, telling them, it takes them through this adventure of growth. And and um, I just think it's a beautiful story. Um, and I, you know, really anxious for girls to not only read it, but to hopefully apply these life lessons to their own life. Yeah. So I would say that this, your co-writing journey, the two of you, um, I would say that it's not typical. Um, I, and which is one of the reasons I think it's so interesting in, in, in how it came together. So from, from the publisher's perspective, um, watching this manuscript come together, it was incredibly magical. It was not fraught with many of the usual oh, this person wants to go this way and this person doesn't really get it. It's not going that way. This was really smooth and easy. It really, everything fell into place. So kudos to the two of you, but I think it's also um, speaks to the depth of the passion and the, and the very clear purpose that there was for the book. Um, but, and Marie, you've done lots of writing with people, for people, ghost writing. I'd like to get you to talk about um, uh, this co-writing experience and what it made you think about when you have, when you were looking at it and comparing it to your other. Not, I'm not asking you to denigrate any of your other experiences. That's not it at all. But just you know, juxtapose for us what that was like this process versus some of the other projects that you've been on where you've been either writing with or for? Yeah, I think this is why this is such a great um, opportunity to have an interview because this is not the typical. The people who are going to enter into this can make this the typical. Um, I would love to sit with Trisha sometime and just spend a whole afternoon with her, but have we done that? No. It's, this is what this is like. This, experience has been like it's like the I always say for every book I have about 40 books under my belt um different people from Hollywood to Costa Rica to London England um with this one it was really interesting that right off right from the beginning I understood Trisha's intention and I think that's because you saw what we had in common and I always tell people, the book is already written, you just need to go and get it. And I believe that. And sometimes that's a massive leap of faith because you wonder what you're going to write when you're at the keyboard. But the thing that I thought about was Trisha sent me the song. And Trisha, right from the get-go, is so open-minded about, about ideas. 
she doesn't lock herself in. So she, so I was a little bit scared when I, when those first three chapters came to me and I sent them. I'm like, this this has to be a risk I take because I know these girls kind of told me this story. If you want to put magic around, you know, ability as well, because it is very much a combination of of learning and magic, I think. And uh, I think that all that about all art. And when she sent me the song, I listened to the song and then I wrote three chapters and I read the manuscript first. And then we, we put that manuscript aside. We kept the characters and we wrote the manuscript. And what I felt was um, they. So this is a good comparison for your question. Long way to get to it. But lots of girls run away. Lots of children run away. These girls weren't running away. They were running toward. And I think that's something the three of us did as a team was we basically did not try to run away from anything. We ran toward the the message and said, however, we can get this out the best. One, the last thing I'll add is I kept picturing what Trisha had asked me to do because we didn't meet a lot of times uh, at all. No, No, it was Hardly twice, all. maybe three times. I know. Yeah. Whereas the I whole worked, thing, I have worked on memoirs where I have spent a year and a half every two weeks with a client and then done the book, and that's more than that's that is very typical. Um, but what I imagined was how it would be for a fourteen-year-old riding the subway in New York, and how it would be for someone in, say, Nebraska or Western Canada to be taking the bus home from school and and pulling out this book right to the right to even what should be on the cover in case they were embarrassed to to open it, and and that's I think that's what happened was we just all had the same intention and it was just there saying. Grab me, girl. These girls have gone through so much, and um, will continue just like the rest of us. We're all imperfectly perfect, and um, there's there's just so much that Trisha had to share and to bring it to them in through their through through dialogue of all things, which Trisha said I was she was weak in dialogue, and I feel that's my strength. So we matched that together and managed to to just make this this work. So we had, Tricia, you had a, essentially the manuscript was very close to done. I, I mean, yeah. you know, we were still working with some, some of the mechanical yeah. things, but I, if I remember correctly, and I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but I think there were 26 specific lessons, mm-hmm. everything, you know, ranging from uh, body image to social media to friendships to, you know, all of those. So 26 lessons, they had all been written. I think there was, I'm guessing again, I'd have to go back and check, but I think there was almost 40,000 words. Maybe it wasn't yes. quite that long, but I think there was 40,000 words and we were mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, here it is, except the reader that we've identified and the person that we want to help as we, as you were explaining at the beginning, this isn't quite right. So we had a manuscript that went to Marie. We were, we were able to come together super easily on what the passion was. And then Marie takes the manuscript away and says, Oh, here in, it felt to me like 24 hours in 24 hours. Here's me three too. chapters. Here's how I yeah. think this story can go. And I'm like, what? Oh, Already? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to add something too. It's through the, through the whole manuscript writing process while it was in the nonfiction form. 
I, it was like, there was so much I wanted to say and I could not figure out how to say it. And then in comes Marie. And I feel like it was almost like she encompassed me for a moment and everything I wanted to say that I didn't know how to say, Marie said it. And I'm like, how did she do it? It was almost like literally you use the word magic, Marie. I genuinely feel like this energy between the three of us was magical and as a result, there's this beautiful book that was so magical. I mean, I've, I've had a few people who are adults read it, and they call me crying at the end, and they're just so overwhelmed. And they, I mean, so it, I truly feel like it spreads magic. And I, it, it's really blown my mind, this whole process of not only how it's come together, but I just feel like it was all meant to be. I mean, yeah, it's un- yeah. it really still blows my mind when I think about it. Yeah. And then there was the decision. So this is something else that and, and you know, pulling the, the covers back on, on on the process behind the scenes. But it's very common for authors to hire ghostwriters. Marie, you do that a lot. I have done that in the past. And when Trisha, when you and I started talking about, you know, geez, maybe we need some help on the fictions. Maybe if we're going to turn it into fiction, we probably need some help. That is what we were originally thinking was let's pull in a ghostwriter. And that was the premise that led us to you, Marie, as a very accomplished ghostwriter with absolutely the perfect background. But it was, I think it was because of how the process unfolded and because of that magical nature, it was like, you know, and Trisha, you and I had the conversation. I think we need to invite Marie's name to be on the cover. It just mm-hmm. didn't, it absolutely. just didn't feel right. No. And, and that also doesn't, that's not typical. It is super common for ghostwriters to stay in the background and anonymous. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, this project just felt different. It, it, it just mm-hmm. had that, that feeling. So as the publisher representing Ingenium Books, as the publisher of Nova, the courage to rise. And I just even love the courage to like, oh, anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah this is a bit of a gushy podcast. Whatever. But, you know, <laughs> we'll have to get over it. But uh, it just felt so right. Anyway, as the publisher of Nova, super proud. Um, and uh, to have uh, both of you uh, involved in such an awesome project. So we, I want to, Trish, I want you to tell us now what, the plans are for the book and then there's some exciting news that we'll um, uh, go to at the end. But so what are you planning to do with Nova? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously try to get it into the hands of as many teen girls as possible, but um, really the ultimate goal at this point um, is incorporating it into the nonprofit and um, the nonprofit we offer um, what we call the beauty box and we send it out monthly for free uh, filled with feminine and hygiene products, hygiene tips and inspirational messages. And our goal is to get a book in every box that we send out monthly. Um, The idea of, um, you know, touching the lives of disadvantaged girls want to make sure that we get the book into their hands and um, this is just the path that would open that door, I think, better than anything. Um, sure, we can 
you know, get it into bookstores and we are, and we can, um, you know, do a lot of marketing and PR and we will, but ultimately it's to get it into the hands of disadvantaged girls. And, and this is the best path at this point in connecting with uh, other nonprofits and different foundations um, throughout the country to kind of partner up and, and take that role on as well. So that's yeah. really the ultimate goal. Cool. And yeah, we'll have lots to say about that and lots of activities going on in the back end. Anybody that is listening to this that wants to know a little bit more about Nova, maybe you want to help certainly reach out to uh, Trisha, Trisha at TrishaJacobson.com or me, Bonnie at IngeniumBooks.com. We'd be happy to get you connected. I won't share your contact information, Marie, without advance uh, 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 permission. But um, the, the exciting news is that, and we're recording this uh, in the third week of October of 2021, and the published date is uh, it's available for pre-order now. This podcast is likely not going to publish until just around the published date, which is November 15th. Um, but already we've had some pretty good news, like yeah. a couple of awards. Tell me, tell me, tell me, Trisha. <laughs> Yes. Um, so we were notified first of the International Impact Book Award, which I think in and of itself um, is so exciting. The fact that this book is and will make an impact on the lives of girls. And I really will venture to say adults as well. I mean, you know, um, caregivers, mothers, grandmothers, aunts, um, I just believe they will end up reading it as well. And um, so that is such an incredible award to receive, and um, I know I feel very honored. Um, and then the second award that we were notified of last week was the Firebird um, Book Award. And just, I mean, completely just so honored and um, thankful and grateful that, um, I don't know, that we're just, you know, Nova is being recognized, and, and it's not that. Maria, Marie or I, either of us need to be recognized. I mean, Marie was going to take on the role as a ghostwriter, and, and, and I certainly don't need recognition, but it's the fact that it's going to open up doors, you know, to get the book out there more. We're just so thankful. Yeah. And the other really fun thing, as we're running uh, up to the end of our totally subjective and self-imposed time limit of 30 minutes of each podcast, um, but... We're producing the audiobook of Nova, and we've we haven't had time to give you an update, uh, Trisha. But we've you the the auditions for the girls and the tree and all these characters. It's it's uh, super fun. We've just got a couple more pieces to nail down, and then we'll be able to say, okay, here are the voices we're going to recommend. Oh, so I can hardly wait. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be super fun too. Okay, any last thoughts, Marie? Did I forget something really important? I usually do. Um, you surprised me that uh, we have another award. So that's yeah. Fantastic. Congratulations. I, I just love what, what <laughs> that's great. I love what Trisha said though. I mean, again, let's just go back to intention. It was just, it's such an honor to have my name on the front of this book because I am such a behind the scenes person, but I genuinely recognize that both of us, we, we're not worried about awards. We, I think if Trisha's name wasn't on the front and my name wasn't on the front, we'd just still be happy to be out there making a difference. And so Absolutely. I think, I think that, um, 
let's say that speaks highly of the three of us in terms of what we what we want out of life and our experience in life versus um you know and just that that whole lesson that good things come to those who persist and who who serve you know it, it's just yeah. not a faith based based message for me it's it's just a, a life message and yeah. uh, just thrilled to be part of it i don't think you forgot anything bonnie awesome and um trisha last words yeah i just um i'll say it um forever and ever i truly could not have accomplished this project without both of you honestly it, you truly are angels sent to me and I, and i genuinely believe that so i truly can't thank either of you enough Thank you. Super honored to be involved. Lots of good stuff going around here and we will take it. Absolutely. Thank you very much Marie Beswick Arthur and Trisha Jacobson. Trisha is the author of Nova Courage to Rise, Nova The Courage to Rise and Marie is the contributing author for that project and Ingenium Books of course is the publisher. We're just slapping it all up at the same time. So, uh yes, again, thank you so much and we will be talking again. Thank you ladies. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Empowered Author podcast, please feel free to share it on social media. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the Empowered Author on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you access your podcasts. That's helpful for us, but more importantly, it's helpful for other indie authors who are looking for resources to help them on their continuous learning journey.